So as we continue our celebration of Christmas, this feast of the Holy Family is highlighted always during the week of Christmas. So it gives us a chance to think about family and the, the gift of family, the beauty of family. What are some of the traditions in your own family? Some families have a lot of traditions, and some have a few, but they're very poignant. So maybe some, um, they go every summer to a lake house somewhere, another part of Florida up, up north, and everybody looks forward to that week, and over the every year they go. I know one family, this is odd, they, they're public about it though, Whenever they hear a siren, a fire engine siren, they always chase the fire engine. It's a family tradition. They all get in their cars and they go looking for where the fire engine went. <laughs> Families have different traditions. <laughs> so I want to tell you about one of mine. Um, talk to these guys here. You may have heard about this in your history books. There was a thing once upon a time called film. And when you took pictures, you didn't see them right away. Have you ever heard about this? You have? <laughs> then they, then they, what my, my dad did is he used to take, it was cheaper, that instead of taking film and making prints, you made slides, right? You never heard of a slide? You have to, really? And what we would do is you take these slides, and you had to have a projector, and you had to do this at night, and you would project the slide up on the wall, so it was a really big picture. About a couple times a year, one of our family traditions, my parents would say to us at dinner, hey, you guys want to watch slides today? We all love this. So it was dark at night, we'd get our pillows, we'd dressed in our pajamas, and we would watch the slides of the family. And you know what happened in those slides? We would laugh about the scenes, we'd remember the stories, we were savoring our family. We saw pictures of our extended family, my grandparents, my great-grandparents. To this day, if you said to my brother and sister, who are, you know, about my age, hey, you want to go look at the slides? They would do it immediately. It's just one of our traditions. And I'm sure you all, maybe today you can talk about what your traditions are as a family. Those are ways, the simple ways that we savor who we are. Now, when we celebrate the Holy Family, first thing that happens in my mind, it did for years, it still does a little bit. As soon as you say the Holy Family, St. Joseph, Mary, and Jesus, they're too far away from me. It's too, they're too removed. How can my family ever compare to that family, right? Doesn't that, it'd be natural to think that. But really, it's not, it's not, they're not so far away. If you think about it, there's only a few little pieces in the Bible about the family of Jesus. Implied in those few stories are a lot of realities. For instance, when Jesus is lost in the temple, they're looking for him for three days. Those of you who are parents, you know if you lose your child for two minutes in a store, you can get frantic immediately. Imagine three days. They realized they left him behind in Jerusalem, the big city. He's only 12 years old. They're frantic. And when they finally find Jesus in the synagogue, Mary says to him, son, how could you do this to us? Don't you know, my, your father and I have been searching for you. 
She's expressing her hurt and her fear and her panic, just like we would. So they, even though they were the holy family, they still got hurt. When Jesus left them to go preach, even though Mary knew he had this mission, that probably hurt that he was gone. And when she had to be there at the cross when he was dying, that's hurt beyond imagination. They're not so different. Now, obviously, for us, we have sin in our families, too. Makes a lot more mess. But the things that they endured, when they had to leave all of a sudden because Herod wanted to kill Jesus and was, was going to kill all the little ones, and they'd get up in the middle of the night and leave, what they must have been thinking I thought this was God's plan. Why is this happening? When they couldn't find anywhere to have the birth. If this is the Messiah, how could God not provide? Did they not have the same questions that we have as we go through life and our families? We know that Jesus was obedient. Because Luke says it in there, that he went home and he was obedient. And he grew in wisdom. So we see in these few scenes today, they bring Jesus to the synagogue because they wanted him to have their faith. So it underlines our role as parents and godparents and grandparents and aunts and uncles to pass on our faith to our children. The virtue is underlined there. And Joseph being a carpenter... And he would have taught his son his trade. He opened his shop every morning like we all go to work. They weren't so different. You know, Monsignor Higgins, those of you who are visiting today, he was our pastor here for 48 years. And then, oh, 49 actually. And then for almost 10 more, he still was here in in residence, in a retirement. And everybody who has been here from this congregation knows that he taught about family all the time. What was the phrase he used? La familia. Does anybody, I don't want to put you on the spot, but just in case something hits you, what was the one thing he said about la familia that that you remember? Anybody? Something that he said about the family, because he talked about it all the time. You're a team. Oh, yeah, he liked the sports imageries. Yeah, you're a team. <laughs> and you got to work together. Anybody else? Oh, the family that prays together stays together. That's actually on his plaque over there by his statue. People, kids need to see their parents praying when they're growing up. Parents are the first teachers. He said, let's do it. When we talked about how do we put this into practice, let's go home and do it right there in our families. There's a couple more that I can think of. Give somebody else a chance. The family is a nucleus of society, and he right along with that, he said the family and the home is the church, the domestic church. Our church is here. We gather as family all together, but we come from our little churches, our homes, where Christ is meant to live and thrive. 
Yeah, he had a lot of messages, and you see how well we learned them. They're right here. He would say to us when he would preach about things, about forgiveness, what we do here, we celebrate, but it needs to go back into the family. We need to be there for each other. Joseph, again, this little fact, he finds out Mary's pregnant. He wants to divorce her before they get married. To break the betrothal. And he has a dream. And the dream says, stay with her. Be with her. Be there for her. And he was. We're called this family to be there for each other. Now it's true. You'll hear, I, swear, I love this phrase. People will say this. 99% of the time, when someone says, I love them to death. The next word is going to be but, right? <laughs> I love them to death. I usually don't hear that phrase in any other sentence except the one where there's about to be a but. I love them to death, but I can't stand them. <laughs> so there are challenges in family life, just as Jesus and Mary and Joseph face challenges. And those challenges are complicated. But if we bury our problems as families, you know, and people turn their back on their family, if we bury it, we walk on that ground the rest of our life. And everything we buried grows up around us. You can't really bury it. You live right in the middle of it. It's only if we take the problems out, we ask God for God's wisdom and grace, we keep working on it, we keep asking for virtue, and we make strategies on how to be family. We talk about tough love and how to live tough love. That's the art of family. It is an art. It's the most important art in the world. It's what life is all about. I hope uh, Monsignor is smiling down on all of us today because this is his theme, La Familia.